You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. Hey, hey what's going on, y'all? It's me back. And also, you know, my little partner. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guys, this is Nikki Trends. And Manny also. And welcome. Thank you for joining us because we know you guys have nothing else to do because everyone's stuck at home. But we have a very fun special guest. Special guest, please introduce yourself. Hello. My name is Randy Santel. I'm excited to be on the show. And Randy, please tell the lovely people out there in all of the internet what it is you do for a living. Well, I'm currently living in Springfield, Missouri, where I just finished up school last May 2019. But I'm a professional eater. I do food challenges, kind of like on the television show Man vs. Food from the Travel oh, wow. Channel. Uh, I know they just rebooted a couple seasons not too long ago. But, yeah, I do food challenges. I've got wins in all 50 states and then in 37 countries around the world. Oh, my God. That means you are not a picky eater, huh? That is correct. Yeah, the only <laughs> things I don't really, really welcome are extra spicy foods, like Anything oh. hotter than ghost peppers. Really? Have you done a food challenge in Mexico? Uh, I've done one. I've done one in Hermosillo, Mexico, which I think is in the Sonora area. Yeah. It was actually, it's funny, It's a, it was a giant burger challenge. I've even oh. been to like the Philippines, <laughs> and I go to all these like awesome places, but still, even all around the world, most of the food challenges that I do are kind of American-based. Wow. Okay. All right, well, I think, the first obvious question is, how did you come to be a professional eater? Yeah, because we all eat. <laughs> well, I've always been able to eat. Uh, in high school, I actually lost 40 pounds when I was in fifth grade because I was just so big. I was 205 pounds. But then wow. I wanted to be a better offensive lineman for high school football. So yeah. between my junior and senior year seasons, I gained about 100 pounds. So I always knew I could eat, but then after college, I knew that I didn't need all that weight because I played college football for three years at Missouri State University uh, in Springfield, and I knew that I didn't need that weight, and I found out about this body transformation contest sponsored by Men's Health Magazine and then the television series Spartacus on Mm -hmm. the Stars Network. Did you guys ever check that out? Yeah, I do remember that show. Okay, awesome. Yeah, they had this 12-week transformation contest, and I actually won that. It was crazy. I got down to 223 pounds is what it was. But then to celebrate, my buddy that I went to uh, play college football with, he helped me with the diet as well. But he had invited me like three weeks prior to do a 28-inch pizza challenge in St. Louis, Missouri, where we're both from, called the Pointosaurus. And if you win in under an hour and finish this 11-pound pizza, you get it free plus a $500 check, which was like, I figured, hey, that'd be a fun way to celebrate the end of my diet. And then we ended up doing that and we won. And then I looked into all these other food challenges and just kind of everything shot up from there. That's crazy, man. Um, You said you've been in, you have championships in 37 countries? Yes. Yeah. 37 countries, I think in uh, four continents, Europe, Asia. uh, Oh, wait, I guess three, maybe. Uh, Oh, no, Australia. So yeah, four continents. I still plan on getting to South Africa and then I'm wanting to do a South America trip. Uh, obviously already... right now with everything going on, but what is the, um, what's the challenge you're trying to do in South, South Africa? Uh, I think there's about 15 challenges that I know of. So there's not really any in particular uh, that I'm focused on. It's just trying to do all the ones that I can. I've never been there, so it'll be fun. I just got a new passport. I just renewed mine with a, 
extended amount of pages, so I got to fill them up. <laughs> well, we actually, before we uh, jumped on the call with you, we actually were watching some of your videos. And the first thing that came to my mind was that is a lot of me. I think one of the ones that we, well, we watched the ice cream challenge. And immediately, I got a brain freeze. You yeah. did 16 scoops. Oh, yeah, in Wisconsin. Yes, three pies, three slices of pies, a bunch of what looked like a waffle cone. And you down it with the root beer, which yes. already root beer. Yeah, it was funny because I was, I, was, I was making a point of how the uh, bottle of root beer, I usually drink diet soda during my challenges. Just everybody thinks it's funny, but really, <laughs> it is actually just lower calories, but I was playing up that the root beer had 260 calories, not talking about the three slices of pie, the 16 softball-sized scoops of ice cream and, and all that. <laughs> what was that brain freeze like? You know what? I actually never really get brain freeze. And the reason is because uh, brain freeze happens w from the freezing and thawing of the capillaries at the roof of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So as long as you can keep that from happening, you don't really have to deal with it. So you never really, like if you do a milkshake challenge or – like if you have a Slurpee at the gas station, you never really want to use a straw because the straw shoots that off right to the roof of your mouth. So I'll use a spoon and then I'll turn the spoon right before it goes in my mouth because then the metal or whatever the spoon is made up of keeps that ice cream from the roof. But then also in my mugs, uh, you might have seen them, they were filled with hot water. So after every couple of bites, I would sip the hot water and then that would keep the brain freeze from happening. Oh, gotcha. A little trick of the trade. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of science. There's like 35 different food challenges, yeah. different types of food challenges, and each one kind of has a different strategy. What is the uh, strategy of getting through all that all that beef when you do these steak challenges? Yeah, a couple months ago, I did a 100-ounce steak challenge, and that okay. did really well video-wise because we post all the videos for everybody that doesn't know on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. Everything is Randy Santel. But one thing that helps me is that I take digestive enzymes. I take a double dose before every quantity food challenge. And it doesn't really help me during the challenge. It's not like a performance enhancing drug or anything like that. But it helps me feel a lot better afterwards because then my body doesn't need to spend all the time, uh, doesn't need to designate all of its resources to digesting the food because the enzymes are helping. So... <clears throat> My next question for you is, and I'm sure you probably get this a lot with comments on all your videos, is what do you, what do your doctor visits look like? Like, does your doctor have concerns or like recommendations yeah. about what what kind of food challenges you do, or what to kind of stay away from, or what to do to help with, you know? No, I've got a a family doctor, and he he kind of knows that I'm going to do what I want, so um, he kind of works with that and. I get my blood levels tested every so many months, and I'm about yeah. to get them tested again this April. And I've never had any bad tests. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't go get my tests right after doing a 78 day tour of food right. challenges. So I mean, I usually get the blood levels tested after I'm done with like a diet and stuff. But I'm on a 12 week break right now that's just about to finish up, which is not the best time because. I'm supposed to have a tour coming up, but um, that's right. Yeah, before I before I start back up, I'll get the blood levels tested because a lot of our subscribers ask about that too. And by just being public with all the information, I try to always explain to people that I'm not as dumb as they might think. I do, while I am pretty extreme with all this, there is 
uh, a small bit of self-control and moderation. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's good. But with the um, with what's going on in the world and your tour coming up, how's that affected it? Like, well, the best part is that I mean, I'm pretty much all online. So, and I do a food a food channel, and then I'm I'm wanting to get uh, I'm in the process of becoming a registered dietitian. So that oh, wow. opens everything up to talking about nutrition or whatever. There's a whole ton of stuff that I can do videos on. So we're supposed to start a tour on April 7th, but with everything going on, that's, of course, not going to happen. I think we're talking about postponing everything to about 35 to 50 days. We'll have to see. But what I think I'm going to do is one of the reasons I got into only really doing food challenges and not really worrying about eating contests is I'm big into trying to help the small businesses because the smaller mom and pop restaurants are typically the ones that have the food challenges. So I think I'm just going to, just like everybody else, stay kind of quarantined, but uh, probably three or four times a week, especially since I'm home and able to work out on my uh, exercise bike that I have here. I'm going to be, I think doing, I don't, I haven't really figured out a format, but I think like I'm going to just buy a whole bunch of food from local area Springfield restaurants and then do some sort of a food challenge with that. Which will be cool, too, because then I can cater to all the different ethnicities as far as food goes. I can pick an Indian food restaurant, a Chinese food restaurant, uh, just a regular, say, English pub or or whatnot. And then maybe even try to find a more of a vegan type restaurant. It just kind of kind of opens everything up. But I'll probably be doing that for most of the month of April. Wow, that's awesome, especially because you a lot of your videos do take place for um, small businesses in the areas that you visit, such as the one in Wisconsin, the ice cream shop. Um, <clears throat> what are your, so I was reading on, not that I could ever take on any of those challenges. I, I was watching like 30 seconds into that ice cream one and I was already full. So I don't think I'd be very um, <laughs> good at taking any of your challenges, but I was reading the rules of them, and I saw that one of them was you weren't allowed to dunk any food in water. And I also know when you do the when the no. hot dog competition comes around, I always see people dunking it. What do you feel about that? Is that like a way of cheating, or is it kind of to each its own? I kind of refer to dunking stuff in water as the steroids of competitive eating. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't really think it, I don't think competitive eating and stuff will ever be really taken seriously. Uh, I mean the, the water and the dunking and everything, it, it really kind of pads the numbers. I mean, those people are still eating crazy amounts that are able to do that. And I am not about to try to eat 70 hot dogs, but as far as having like a, a YouTube channel or a Facebook page centered around food, nobody really enjoys watching that. There's a reason that they never really do too many close-up shots if you watch that hot dog oh, yeah, for real. on 4th of July just because it's so gross. If yeah. I dunked all my food or there's even some people that do their food challenges and they'll like pour a cup of water on top of everything just for the water to soak into the buns and stuff. But at the end of the day, that's just gross and it ruins the <laughs> sanctity of the food. So I only really dunk if I absolutely need to and I try to be as clean as possible. I think I've mainly, may, maybe only done it for maybe less than five food challenges since I started back in 2010. Does it really help, though? Like dunking Oh, most definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hell, there's there's been times where I've spent, like if there's like a sourdough bun or anything like that, there's been some times where I've taken more time on the bun than the actual food. So it all depends on just how chewy the bun is. 
I guess you're right. Yeah, because I was watching the one where you were with your buddy. You guys cut the huge burger in half and like in quarters. And I kept thinking, like, are they gonna have to eat the bun too? Because they, it took them a while with the just the meat. Yeah, I've done and a few. Uh, I've done a few sandwiches at uh, Jewish delis, where yeah. a lot of those I think have. Um, I can't remember the name of the bread, but it is very, very dry and dense and just really tough to eat. Those are always tough. Rye bread. Rye bread is what I was thinking of. Yeah. So um, what are some misconceptions about being a professional eater that you want to put out there for everyone to know? I would say that my biggest pet peeve is when people call me wasteful. Uh, because I'm actually one of the, I know like, I think three or four other competitive eaters, the ones that are very, the wasteful part, the, the reason that competitive eating gets a kind of a bad rap as far as being wasteful is because of the, the one-off people that only do one or two or three for fun and they never train or they never take it seriously or whatnot. Usually they don't finish their food and that gets wasted. But as far as I go or some of the other serious professional eaters, we finish all of our food. And so um, there's never really, and even all the food that I buy at the grocery store for myself, there's never hardly any waste. What's that bill look like? I'm curious. <laughs> you know, actually, my uh, food bill is a lot cheaper than my mom's was when I was growing up. But when I'm home, I'm always on a diet. So I'm always eating lightly. Right, because most of the places you go to, if you finish it, it's free, right? Correct. Yeah, I think uh, back... Uh, I've done a couple tours that were, I was with my friend who also, uh, Magic Mitch Dombrowski. He's one of the two uh, main editors for our channel, but he's yeah. got over 300 food challenge wins as well. We've gone on a couple big tours and we've eaten together over like $5,000 worth of food oh, whoa, just whoa. during one tour of, of free food. We basically have no, I'd say on our big tours of like two or three months, I think I spend more on just buying beer and drinks and fun stuff out uh, partying and all that than we actually do on food. Cause yeah, all the food challenges are free nowadays, just because of the promotion, even when I lose, I still get the food free. Oh, nice. That's a sweet deal. So let me ask you, aside from your, your challenges that you're doing for the show, has anybody just out on the street ever just like straight up challenged you? No, I'll, I, there, I don't really see a point to doing um, just food challenges that aren't actually going to be considered wins yeah. or that are going to be videoed. If I do anything, it's usually going to be videoed. I think there's only been one time where I just had no money on me so many years ago. I hustled my buddy into betting me that I couldn't finish this pizza <laughs> up in Iowa. I, I, it wasn't gambling because I knew I was going to win. It was like this four and a half pound pizza. My buddy was like, no way. We had both been drinking. He's like, there's no way you're going to finish that. I'm like, oh, okay, well, if I finish it, you buy it. And so then, <laughs> then I did that. But otherwise, other than that, no, not really. Uh, pretty much everything I do now is planned. And I don't even really have any spur of the moment food challenges anymore. Because if I do that, I know that all the people around that area are going to be kind of upset that they didn't know about it and have the opportunity to go. Right. To come and watch, yeah. Um, so I have seen a lot of videos on YouTube, and I, I don't know if they're considered professional eaters, but I guess eating influencers who eat abundance amount of food. How do you feel about those videos, and how does that compare to what it is that you do on your channel? 
Uh, well, and like you said, yeah, I mean, I guess if they're actually eating and then that's their job, then they'd be a professional eater just because the term professional is you make over 50% of your income from your craft. But um, right. it really just kind of depends on the integrity of the person. Like, I mean, there's some eating. Cha- it also, too, uh, it kind of depends on their their, weth- their method of weight management as well. Because, right. I mean, it, it, there are some eaters uh, on on YouTube and Facebook and all that that they throw up a lot more than they keep down, which is very sad and unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, um, it really uh, like have you ever watched any of those calorie challenges? No. Okay, like (laughs) where people people will make a video where they just attempt over the course of the day to eat ten thousand calories or Uh, sometimes twenty thousand calories just because of the view potential. Those videos kind of tend to like catch the eye and they're more clickbaity. A lot of those those people are full of crap. A lot of the people that even try to say that they they finished five thousand or five thousand ten thousand calories, whatever you want to say. More than likely, they probably padded the numbers. Oh, like bought views. No, 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 not on views as far as overestimating the amount of calories. Yeah, like with me, I pretty much just do restaurant food challenges. And nowadays, there's any challenge I do, there's there's 50 people or more watching. So for me to cheat, that's almost impossible. I'd have to have like everybody in a restaurant to, to be in on it with me. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm full just from the conversation. I, I like, watch those videos and, like, I, I can't. I can't even. I don't understand. Like, how is this happening? It's, it's a very unique skill. A lot of people ask me um, kind of how I got into it or, or if there's any tips for them. And I always say foodchallenges.com is where I have all my tips and suggestions. But yeah. at the end of the day, really being able to eat a lot, uh, the stomach at the end of the day is kind of just like skeletal muscles. I mean, some people were just born to bench over 300 pounds and yeah. some people, no matter how much they work out, they're probably never going to do over 200. It's, yeah. just kind of, it, it's definitely a genetic gift to start, but then also you can train on top of that. So yeah, kind of like benching, squatting, anything else. What do you, uh, what do you prefer a, a timing challenge or an abundance challenge? Uh, well, all of those over spicy challenges, but it kind of <laughs> depends. Uh, as far as if I'm doing an event, uh, it's not that entertaining and you, there's no point in really gathering a whole bunch of people for a five minute thing yeah. just because, I mean, hell, by the time some people even show up late, I'll already be done. So oh, as far yeah. as having an event, definitely quantity. Uh, like my team, I've got a team <coughs> called Further You that helps me with everything. When we set up events, we try to always have ones with a time limit greater than than 20 minutes. Just it makes it more fun for for people to go and be there and, and cheer and all that. Yeah, the, o- the only one I've ever done was a spicy wing challenge. I know that's not in your ballpark, but yeah, that. that what I'm was the peppers? How hot was it? Oh, uh, it was the from Buffalo Wild Wings. It was our. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. That was my sixth food challenge win ever back in 2010. Oh, so I was cool because my boss was paying for it. So whether I won or lost, it didn't matter. <laughs> and but did man, you win? After three wings, like I was crying, like I, I like a baby. <laughs> okay. Well, there's one thing I can tell you that if you thought that that was hot, don't ever do an actual spicy food challenge because when it comes to ghost peppers or what they have out now, Carolina Reapers and yeah. Trinidad Maruga Scorpion, those are pretty much just like eating a candy cane. 
those uh, those blazing wings. Oh, oh, I know. I had to stop eating those. I do miss them though. <laughs> but Randy, please let the people know where they can find you and all your challenges. I've got all the major social media as far as YouTube, Facebook. Those are my babies. Uh, we're over a million strong on Facebook. We're approaching. Woo! I think we're at 955,000 on YouTube, but getting close to a million. And then Instagram, uh, Snapchat, everything's Randy Santel. And if you have any food challenge questions, uh, foodchallenges.com has a full database of all the food challenges available around the world that we know of. And then I have tons of articles with tips helping uh, pretty much answer any question you might have. Awesome. And we'll be sure to post all links to all your channels, all your websites, uh, so people can check it out. Yeah. And if you guys want to see what we're up to, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bubble Bath Stories. And if you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Nikki Trends. And you can find me at Got No Time for This. Until next time, you beautiful quarantine people. <laughs> Bye. Bye.